you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. Church of Hope, I have a question. Have you ever felt the fear and panic of an impending crisis just bubble up in your throat? As perhaps a circumstance or a situation started to crash in on you, on your family, and it left you feeling a little out of control or maybe unsure of what to do next. Well, today you are going to hear the story of Megan Rose and we are privileged to have her here today. You see, Megan, she's gone through crisis. She has gone through what it feels like to be out of control, the panic and anxiety that can come with that. But what I love about Megan, your story, is that she didn't allow those feelings to define her. Rather, she validated her feelings and she challenged and changed her thinking. And now she's living her life partnering with families to truly be better together. Megan, it's an honor to have you with us today and to welcome you and better together as new mission partners here at Church of Hope. You know, in 2015, you found yourself feeling frustrated. You were wrestling with this question of, can we help prevent families from entering crisis? And I know you had over 10 years of experience in the Florida child welfare system, but you began to identify that not every foster care story needed to end with families being separated. Tell us about this. So it is so great to be here this morning with you guys, and I am just so excited to just share just the heart and ministry of Better Together. And so you'll hear a little bit my story, but um, I always had this like love for people, love for people and love for children, and that drove me into the foster care system. I was really young and I went in, I'm like, I'm gonna go save the world and quickly realized I was this little tiny fish in this really big pond. And the government system, despite having really good people in it, the system is really broken because government was never meant to care for families or provide the community that families need. And so I was a caseworker, had all these children on my caseload, and I quickly realized that these were not bad people. They were people who didn't get the support that they needed as a young child. They have been through a ton of trauma and they didn't get the help, the hope, the support that they needed. And they were just broken people who had children and they loved their children, but they didn't have good options. And I had these two little boys on my caseload. They were only five years old. The parents had aged out of foster care. They were preemie babies and they had no support. They chose life, they chose to parent their children, but they were overwhelmed and stressed, so they reached out to the government because they had nobody else and asked them to help them care for their babies. They ended up never getting their babies back. And in foster care, these two little boys had been in over 25 foster homes, sexually abused, physically abused, and it was heart-wrenching. And today they're in DJJ and that cycle continues. And I just kept wondering, I'm like, what if there's a way that that family could have had a loving family to turn to that could have supported them and we could have avoided foster care entirely? 
And the fact is, is 60% of families that go into the foster care system is student neglect. It's not physical abuse, sexual abuse. It's because they don't have the education, a job, the background, and the most important, they don't have community. They're isolated. They don't have anybody to call. So better together, we're trying to fix that. We're going to end the foster care crisis because we're going to mobilize the church and God's people to come alongside families before it gets to the point that a child's been abused or neglected, before it gets to the point that DCF has to come in and separate a child from their parents. And we're going to do this through God's people and through the power of community and the power of work. Wow, what a powerful mission. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this mission, Better Together, it really hits home for you personally. Share with us why Better Together is so significant to Megan. Like, What's your story? So I was born and raised in Florida, Central Florida, Orlando. And um, my parents really struggled. Life was really hard. My dad was working, and he lost his job. And he wasn't able to easily find another job. And that's hard being the dad, being the provider. And then all of a sudden, the bills are starting to pile up. And my dad started drinking. When drinking wasn't enough, he turned to drugs. And one night, my dad came home really drunk and really angry. And I was about six years old. Um, and my dad started fighting with my mom in the kitchen, got a shotgun out, and cornered my mom in the kitchen. And I remember putting my brother and sister, um, my, no, my two brothers, <laughs> into, um, behind the couch. Um, and I didn't know better. I grabbed a baseball bat, and I put myself in between my mom and my dad, and I just begged him to stop. And that was a really sobering moment for my dad because he wasn't a bad dad. I have more really great memories with my dad growing up than bad ones. Um, but he knew he needed help in that moment. And my mom knew she needed to leave this relationship short-term because it was no longer safe or healthy. Um, but she couldn't do it alone. She had three young children under the age of six. Um, but she had made a connection with a local church, and they that was her phone call. She called them. They welcomed us in. They worked with my mom. They mentored her. They supported her. They helped her navigate a temporary crisis, um, but they didn't stop there. My dad ended up in prison for drugs, and that same church um, didn't give up on my dad. They saw the potential in him, and they started mentoring him and loving on him, and as a result, both my parents ended up getting saved. Um, when my dad got out of jail, they got counseling, and my parents ended up getting remarried, and as a result, our family was whole. And it changed the whole trajectory of my life, my brother's life, my parents' life, um, all because strangers inserted themselves in our messiness and our brokenness, and they loved on us. And so we were so blessed and so fortunate, but there's so many families in our community that don't have anyone to call. They struggle alone until these small problems become really big problems, and then that leads to the breakdown of a family. And we've all been there. We've all gone through different situations of crisis. I'm a mom. I have four kids. Parenting is really hard. 
And so you really need a village. And I'm so grateful that I have my church, my community. I have my relationship with the Lord. I have people in my corner that can support me in that journey. But the reality is so many families don't have that. They don't have that hope that comes with Christ. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Megan. And you know, right now we're actually in this series where Pastor Mark, he's teaching us how to validate our feelings. Our pain is for real. Like our stories, what we're experiencing is for real. And we validate that. But then we challenge and we change our thinking. And watching and hearing how you did not let your pain define you, but it's now become a purpose for you. And how you're partnering with families all across our state. It's absolutely incredible. Um, you know, you've mentioned that there can be a root cause for families entering into crisis that you've begun to identify. So walk us through what that root cause is and how Better Together steps in and is making a difference. Um, so my dad is a great example. Um, when he lost his job and he couldn't find another job, um, that can be really hard. And job loss um, is a leading indicator of a crisis situation. When you lose your job, small problems become really large problems. And so many families, and what we realized when we started Better Families was 76% of the families that were in crisis and on the verge of losing their children to foster care, um, the root cause was job loss. They had lost their jobs and work if you look at just statistically, just like numbers, academics, like work keeps families strong, work keeps families together, it gives purpose. When my dad got out of jail, that job gave my dad stability, it gave my dad structure, it helped my dad stay sober, it helped us heal as a family. And so we have a whole program called Better Jobs where we equip the church, because we believe the church is uniquely positioned not just to love on families, but actually help people find jobs as well. Right here, this is a network of employers, business owners, hiring managers. And so we work with churches to host job fairs where people can come as they are, and we don't care about their past. We want to focus on their future. We want to pray for them, love on them, give them the support they need, whether it's clothing, a haircut, and then introduce them to a hiring manager that's willing to give them a chance and then continue to mentor them and support them on that journey. And so our Better Jobs ministry is actually in 14 different states and it's been able to help over 38,000 job seekers um, wow. just in four short years, all through wow. the church. That's incredible. Like, and, and that's not the only program that you're partnering with families through Better Together. Tell us a little bit about Better Families. So Better Families is welcoming a child into your home. It's not foster care, it's voluntary. It's voluntary for parents. Parents are trusting us with their most valuable possession, their children. They're coming to us in a time of desperation. And just like if I was going to have a medical emergency or something was happening to me, I have people I can call to care for my children and to help us. But a lot of those families don't have anybody to call. So Better Families is welcoming kids into your home short term. The average day is 41 days. It's voluntary. Our volunteer families are not paid. Um, so they're supported by the church community. And it's loving these parents and this co-parenting relationship. It's maybe they, they don't need their children hosted, but they need a mentor. They need a friend. We tell parents all the time, and like, do you want a friend? Somebody who will just pick up the phone, Zoom call with you, or just get coffee with you, or invite you. Mother Teresa says, part of the problem with this world is we draw our family circle too small. 
And so it's welcoming more people into your family circle and embracing them and being a friend to them. And we do this is everybody can do something. You can welcome a child into your home. My husband and I, we've hosted 22 children in our home over the past six years. Um, and every one of those kids was a blessing to us. Um, you're not looking at a lot of the trauma that you see in foster care because that abuse hasn't occurred yet. Um, these kids come in and you get to embrace the parents as well. We've had moms in our living room folding laundry together and having conversations over coffee. Um, we've, we love this because it teaches our children generosity, compassion, empathy. I always say we're bringing the mission field into our dining room table. And I always think of one of the situations we had last was this family. They had stole food, mom and dad. They got desperate. Um, they got arrested. They had nobody to call by they're going to be incarcerated for the next 24 hours. So DCF reached out to Better Together, and we connected, they connected them to us. And we welcomed these two little kids into our home in the middle of the night. And my son woke up, and he had this favorite dinosaur. And, he, you know, it's like he does not share with his sisters. <laughs> this is like his dinosaur. Um, and he saw this little boy in the morning, and he saw that he was scared. And he went up to him, and he gave him his dinosaur, and he said, you're safe here. And my mama heart is just like, you know, hold it together. Because that's the kids I want. I want my kids to have a heart of generosity, compassion. I want them to love others. Because, and that's what I just love about this ministry is an opportunity to serve together. And sometimes it's only 24 hours. That case was only 24 hours. And we got to continue. It doesn't stop once the kids get home. You still get to love on those parents. Um, but it's definitely a ministry you can do. And then you need support. So maybe you can't welcome kids into your home, but you can be a mentor and a support. And you might be thinking, I can't be a mentor. God has equipped you with life experiences. Like Emily said, you can give purpose to the difficult things that you've been through. And just, it's amazing just having, answering the phone for somebody who has nobody to call and being able to encourage them, say, hi, I believe in you. Can I pray for you? Invite them to church, invite them to community, be able to share what Christ has done in your life. You're planting seeds. What better way to share the gospel and give hope and believe in people when no one else believes in them? And we get this all the time, like, I've never had anybody believe in me. And so to be that one person that believes in them and supports them and helps guide them um, and helps them be able to, we always say it's them, they're wanting to help themselves. They just need guidance and support and able to do that. Or maybe it's a meal or diapers. Being able to drop off a meal and say, hey, thank you so much for welcoming these kids in your home. I just want to bless you with some baked CD. Or I want to be able to provide some diapers or a gift card. I want to just wrap around the families that are opening up their home and volunteering their time to care for these families. This is a ministry that I believe if the church is being so relevant right in the trenches that government wouldn't even be needed. Because essentially pets, if you look historically, pets had more rights. Government had to step in and provide protection for pets before children because the church was so relevant in caring for the widows and the orphans in our community. But we keep allowing government to get so much bigger. And government's really good at ripping families apart, but really struggles at putting them back together. But I believe that the power of community and loving on people and pointing them to Jesus is far better, better and more transforming 
um, to be that preventative in health families before it gets to that point. And that's how we're going to change the state. That's how we're going to end the foster care system, the crisis. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that brings me to another question, and this is really cool about Better Together. So you're 100% privately funded. Explain why that is significant to us. Um, we believe that we can stay rooted in Christ and our mission to be able to come alongside families because we are privately funded. We work with government. We see them as a referral source instead of a revenue source, and they introduce us to families. Um, but we get to stay grounded in what we are, believe we're called out to do, which is to love people um, and do it through the power of the local church by mobilizing the church to care for those in the community that need support and help and doing it in a way that's not just a Band-Aid. It's doing it in a way that's really empowering families to help themselves and give them the support they need to be successful. Um, and then parents trust us. As I said, it's their most valuable possession, their children. So to come to us and say, hey, our goal is to help keep your family together. We have no secret agenda, not adoption, nothing. We wanna keep your kids out of foster care. To be able to do that privately funded helps us to earn that trust. And so it's amazing that God's people always show up and support us in a really big way. And we're so grateful yeah. that we don't need the government. Absolutely. And I love what you just put in play. And that's the sole reason we exist as a church, to partner with people, to discover in Christ we have hope. And up until literally now, Better Together has not been in Ocala and Marion County. And now we're partnering with you locally. Tri-Eagle Sales has fully funded bringing Better Together to Marion County. So we've heard your story. We've heard about Better Together. I mean, what does this mean for the Ocala Metro? So we are so excited. Like the numbers are staggering in this area, I'm sure. Like you've kind of seen the headlines. You've seen the need. There is a great need here. And we're going to and that crisis because the people in this room are going to step up and love families and their community and support them. And so we're so excited. You guys are in the, like our first church partner, the first people. You guys, like, I want to, it's amazing. And it's just so, like, God knew. God, we had no plans. Like, we want to be across the entire state, but Ocala wasn't on our radar, and God's like, okay, Ocala, it's time. We're going to be here. And so... I am so excited to see how God uses you guys to just be true difference in your community. And I cannot wait to tell that story. In Southwest Florida, um, where we started, we've reduced foster care by 20%. Wow. And people are just like scratching their head. We have universities are like, we wanna do studies. We, we're trying to figure this out. We don't understand. And we're just like, you know, we get it because this is what God's called us to do. And we're going to keep doing it and we're not done yet. And so I am so excited to just have that same impact here and to be able to be able to show legislators, government, the community, business owners, everybody that the church is willing to step up and help support families in a really big way. And so you guys are in the beginning of something really exciting. And I can't wait like a year from now to say, hey, we were able to keep 250 kids out of foster care. And next year after that, we're going to double that. Because you guys said yes, because you guys welcomed the uncomfortable. Because it is, it's uncomfortable, it's messy, it's so easy. But God called us to live an uncomfortable life. He called us to get in the trenches. Because that's where growth happens. 
And that's where God works. And he didn't design us to live just in our little gated communities and our laos. Like, he wants us to unleash our families. Biblical hospitality means to love a stranger. And that's what we're doing. And that's the kingdom impact. This isn't just about saving babies and saving kids. This is about making a kingdom impact. And when you get to heaven, God's saying, hey, good job. And so... I'm just, I'm so excited. Oh, so are we. And this is literally a miracle that is unfolding, like in real time. This has just started happening the last several weeks. And so you and your team are beginning to come to Ocala. We have job openings available. But if somebody is here right now, they're hearing this story, and they're like, I'm ready to live unleashed, Megan. I am ready to go live out my purpose. How can people make a difference with Better Together? Um, so I'm going to be in the foyer. We have a table. And I would just encourage you, like, sign up. We're going to start doing newsletters and sending out information and how to get involved. But just start praying about it. Sign up, take a flyer, and just start praying, how can God use you in this ministry? Because I promise you there is a way for each of you to be involved in some way. But I would just be praying about it, take some information. I'd love to talk to you. My husband's here, too. You know, I, I always, like, he'll tell you exactly the truth <laughs> about each experience. And, but we just want to share with you just this ministry and want you to just be a part of just our story. Um, and so I encourage you to come and learn more, sign up, and be a part of um, our journey. And can I tell one more story? Please, absolutely. <laughs> um, one of the very first kids we welcomed to our home, his name was Brett. Um, and mom, when we met her, she was beat up. Dad had gotten drunk, beat her up. DCF got called. She had no place to go. And um, this was our very first hosting. I was about nine months pregnant with my first son. And we welcomed him in, and we got to know mom. And it was funny. At first, she's like, you must be a psychopath. Um, she thought it was crazy lady because she's like, I can't believe you're taking in my son. You don't even know me. You're not getting paid. She just couldn't wrap her brain around it. Um, and so we started getting to know her, going to the park, invited her over for dinner, and started mentoring the dad as well. And um, we reunified Brett with his mom in a parking lot on his first birthday. And where, you know, the church provided us, like, people, you know, were donating us clothes, and so we're packing up. He has all this stuff, and she was just blown away, and she asked me, she's like, why would you do this? Why would you welcome my son into my home, your home, and embrace me and love me? And um, I got to share my story, and we sat there, and we both cried in a parking lot, and to this day, we're still friends with Kylie and Travis, and um, they're up in North Carolina. They just had their third baby. They belong to a church. They accepted the Lord, and their lives look totally different. And if you would have asked me five years ago, I'm like, this mom's a hot mess. <laughs> and we were just planting seeds. I just remember, like, God just, like, we knew that we were just one person in her story, that God was going to continue bring people into her lives. And, and that was one kid, if it wasn't for us, and this ministry stepping in, Brett would have ended up in foster care. And I don't know what their lives would look like right now. Or Brett's. But that's not his story. That's not their story. And that's just the power of just saying yes. Saying yes to what, you know, we would have never, I was nine months pregnant, didn't make any sense. 
And we always just continue to say yes, and we get blessed, I feel like, so much more than these families. And they tell us all the time, thank you so much, thank you, thank you. But we're like, thank you for trusting us and to be able to just get to know you and love on you and surround you with community. And it's so neat. Like, at my church, we have a lot of families that care for them, and it's so neat to see families that um, are a part of this ministry and the families that they've loved on, like, at church. And it's like, oh, there's Sarah, there's little Debbie. And that's what this is all about, is inviting them to community. And nobody does community better than the local church. Well, Church of Hope, we say yes, 100%. We are so excited and truly honored to have you here with us today hearing your story and to welcome better together into ocala and marion county like i truly believe with this partnership the best is yet to come for families in our community so church of hope would you help me welcome megan and better together and say thank you in a moment you'll check out this story and then you can meet megan in the lobby god calls us to love he calls us to, um, to care for the broken, to care for the lost. A few months ago, I was staying with a friend and I was supposed to stay with her for two months and it didn't work out. So me and my baby was like on the streets. I was really confused on how to really fix the situation. Like I knew how I wanted to, but I wasn't sure if like, okay, should I go to a shelter? Should I call anybody? If I call somebody, they're gonna call DCF and DCF is gonna take my baby. So my mind was just everywhere. I drove out there to meet her at the Salvation Army and Arnell was standing there so broken and so worried. And then with this smiley, dimple-faced, adorable little boy, um, it was like just very, it was very easy to, to see that need and to know that we needed to do it. And I'm so glad that we did. I had to start all over. Like savings, everything, I had to start all over. I was able to work all my hours. I finished the program. I was able to get a place. I was able to get my baby in daycare. I never thought I could put my son into daycare. And now I'm able to put him into daycare and go to work and make my hours without having to worry about, okay, I'm gonna lose, on, lose out on hours. Yeah, it, it helps really. It's like feeling normal, like a normal feeling of just like, okay, living life. I never had a support system like this, like never. If it wasn't for them, I really couldn't. I would have never been able to do it. Her determination to live through and survive what she survived her whole life is something that I could never imagine. I'm so proud of the person that she's becoming. I'm proud of her love for her son and what she's willing to sacrifice to create a better life for him. I can't imagine as a mom myself being able to trust a stranger to just take your kid for a few months to better yourself. And she she had to sacrifice that, and that was something she had to come to grips with. And I just am so proud of her for that. I feel like she, she looked above what she wanted and did what she knew she was best for him. Um, better Together is working. Um, this is a good example of um, what Better Together is all about. And I'm super proud of her. Um, she's determined. 
to get her child back and um, she's not gonna have, uh, she's not gonna say no to anything like she's just doing what she needs to do and um, she's getting it done right this is what we are all about as a church literally the sole reason we exist to partner with people men women boys and girls families to discover no matter what we face in life we have hope and his name is jesus you know i am so encouraged and inspired by megan's story it made me think of last week pmc taught us the truth that our pain's for real. Each and every one of us in this room, we have a different pain point. We have a circumstance or a situation that feels like it's crashing in on us. Yours might not be Megan's story, but perhaps it's a doctor's report you never saw coming. Maybe your finances are a little bit upside down. Perhaps you're single and you want to be married, or you are married and the person that you said I do to walked into your world and said I don't want to anymore. Each of us have a circumstance where we feel out of control and our pain is for real. And as Pastor Mark has been equipping us through God's word, we validate our feelings, validate how you feel. It's real. But then we challenge and we change our thinking. Last week, PMC equipped us with how to reframe our pain through a new lens. And one of the verses he equipped us with was Romans 12 too. And as I heard Megan's story, I couldn't help but think of this verse literally coming to life. Romans 12 too says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, Megan and her family, they could have just gone according to the pattern of cycles that they see happening around them, but they didn't. Megan validated her feelings. She validated the pain, how she felt growing up. Then, with God's word you heard in her story, she challenged and changed her thinking, and now she's living on mission. In this story, it's not just for Megan to walk out. You see, each and every one of us, we can do that too. Whatever you're feeling today, whatever painful circumstance you're walking through, today's the day to challenge and change how you're thinking about it. How can you reframe the pain you're walking through into potentially the purpose that God has for your life? The most painful thing Megan experienced growing up is literally now how she's leveraging her life, helping other families be better together, to stay together, to come out stronger and discovering there's hope in Jesus. You see, reframing our pain, well, it starts with validating how you feel, but then what if that painful thing in your world is really how you can partner with people to discover in Christ we have hope? So Christ followers here today, my question, how we can apply this to our lives this week is, how are you gonna validate how you feel? And then how are you gonna challenge and change your thinking and step into the purpose in your pain? If you're not a Christ follower, today is the day to begin a relationship with Jesus. Where you're sitting right now, you can just, in, your, in the privacy of your own heart, you can pray something like, God, hey, I'm walking through something painful 
but I thank you for sending your son to die for me. Come into my life, save me, make me new. If you just prayed that prayer, we wanna welcome you to God's family. This is the most important decision you will ever make. And we wanna equip you with resources. Text the number you see on the screen. We'll equip you with resources as you begin this relationship with Jesus. Then for all of us, how are you going to step into your God-given purpose this week? You know, PMC is gonna be continuing this series next week on how we even go about doing this. It's a hard concept, right? Embracing and validating our feelings, but then challenging and changing our thinking. So next week that continues. If you haven't seen the first two messages in the series in the weekend recap, those links will be included. If you don't receive that, just text the number you see on the screen and our team will equip you with that email. Hey, you've been sitting for a while. I wanna invite you to stand. We're gonna pray. We're gonna step into this day. And as you head off campus, make sure you stop in the front lobby, meet Megan, meet her husband, sign up for the newsletter. This miracle is literally happening in real time. Offices and staff personnel are literally coming to Ocala now. So be on the front edge of knowing everything that's happening. And we'll be updating you here at Hope as well. Would you pray with me? God, we love you. Thank you for this miracle that we get to be a part of, keeping families together and that they're better together. We're stronger together. God, nothing takes you by surprise. Nothing is by accident. And you saw this day, you saw this new partnership with Megan and the team at Better Together. Thank you for this purpose you've written on Megan's life and how she is investing her one and only life to partner with families. Bless her, God, and bless the team as they're coming to Ocala and Marion County. Give each and every one of us wisdom as we're validating our feelings, but then we're challenging and changing our thinking. Show us, God, how perhaps our pain can really become a purpose-filled place for us to partner with people around us to discover hope in you. We love you, God, and we give you all the glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Peace, we'll see you next week.